Welcome to another episode of Miyazaki and Me. I'm Kyle. And I am Shane. And this episode, we're going over the 1994 release of Pong, Pom Poco. We certainly are. Uh, directed by Iso Takahata. Uh, produced uh, by Suzuki. And yeah, our, our usual kind of our crew moving forward for Studio Ghibli as as we know of it was originally planned by uh the original planning was done by uh Miyazaki uh so the it's it's an interesting film that's for sure this this film shows you why Miyazaki generally does these kinds of movies and Takahata does the does the more um grounded uh films yes i would say that for sure uh yeah i i i will be forthright on this i did not like this movie i can't i i won't say that i dislike this movie i think that there's a lot of things that they do in this movie that is that causes a disconnect um but uh but i i i didn't i didn't like i didn't hate it i actually i i found it enjoyable at certain parts i actually thought it might even be something that could like really tug at the heartstrings but the narrator aspect of it actually weirdly enough takes takes that that away because it gives you a you're disconnected from the film as a whole as an outside observer yep and and yeah that's that's really the best the best words for it is disconnected is how kind of i felt during this movie but before we get into the movie itself uh we've got to give some context and this was our animation timeline of what else came out during this year. And we had a few interesting movies, I would say. Uh, we got uh, The Land Before Time, Part 2. Okay, that's the one with uh, Chomper. Yep. Yep. Uh, another uh, straight-to-video film. Uh, that was The Return of Jafar. Okay, I enjoyed that one. With no Robin Williams. Uh, the biggest thing to come out in 1994, though, of course, was The Lion King. Never heard of it. Uh, and a movie I know you enjoy a lot that did have a lot of animation in it, and that was The Page Master. Page Master. I do enjoy The Page Master. Yeah. Uh, was it Danny DeVito and Whoopi Goldberg are the two main books in that? I believe so yes it's been a really yeah. long time since i've seen it yeah it's so good uh and then uh on the television side okay good i didn't need to sneeze um on the television side we had uh the start of gargoyles the tick and spider-man so i loved gargoyles and spider-man as animated series the Tick, I didn't come to appreciate until it became a live action, a very short lived live action series. Yes, both times. Both times, yep. A little bit longer lived the second time, yeah. but yeah. Uh, but yeah, we, uh, so, so let's get into Pompoko itself. Uh, this is a movie about some raccoons. Tanuki. Tanuki, uh, yeah. They're technically Tanuki because they're not called raccoons in, uh, in Japan. They're called Tanuki, which are very similar. Uh, they, they look, they look exactly like, uh, raccoons, but they're not necessarily the same creature, but they call them raccoons in the English translation. In the, in the English dub. Okay. 
Uh, and then, so so we have, I, I will refer to them as raccoons, because that's what I have in all of my notes. Um, that's fine. I just thought, that, that's like one of the very few fun facts I have for you about this movie. Yeah, it, like, uh, you said, like you said, it felt a little disjointed, and part of that was, like, I was actually looking into it and, and looking at the cast and seeing, like, okay, was the, was the narration added for the English translation? And it's like, nope, the narration was there for both of them. Uh, so, yeah. I, uh, while watching this movie about two-thirds of the way through, once it got to that giant parade thing, I went, I don't know how to better describe this. If this is, like, Don Bluth trying to do a Studio Ghibli film or Studio Ghibli trying to do a Don Bluth film. Because it, it, it really came off that way to me as, as like, they're trying to do this different type. Like, Studio Ghibli is trying to do this different type of animation of of animated movie than anything that they've done uh before or after this really yeah um it's it's uh i i honestly don't dislike the movie i i thought it but i also found ways to have fun throughout it because i mean right away in the movie like i the in the english dub the uh the narrator is maurice lamarche um and i didn't look up any characters i just went oh who is this Who's this voice? Why do I know this voice? And then, you know, as of right now, Animaniacs is just coming back out again. And I'm like, oh, it's the brain. Um, and then later on, I, I hear uh, Jonathan Taylor Thomas talk. And I'm just like, oh, man, JT. Why is Simba? My first mind went, why is Simba here? Like, it's it's so it was fun recognizing the voices, you know, J.K. Simmons popping up uh, later on in the in the film, Brian Posehn popping up, which was a big yeah. surprise for me. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> like, like I was, I was really intrigued by by Brian Posehn, and and it was like, wait, what? And that's and he his was the so like this movie came out in 1994, but the English dub didn't come out until about 2005. Mm-hmm. And so I was one. I'm I'm really curious. I've I I was not able to find when this English dub was recorded. Because it feels like it would make sense if it was in 1994 with everyone but Brian Posehn. You know, he's the one who it's like, okay, was he really, you know, relevant enough? Um, But then again, he's a comedian, so you never know. Yeah, that's so odd that I can't. I also cannot find when the dub was recorded. Because I've got something here saying Disney released it it in um, 2015, yeah. and that's too that's way too late. That's way too um, late. Yeah, I, the the original. Oh, English 2005. 2005. 2005. Yep. Um, and that's why I was like, cause, cause it feels like, and, and why, like when you said, like when you hear Jonathan Taylor Thomas's voice, it feels like Simba. Cause it, it doesn't feel like he's as youthful as when he was Simba, but mm-hmm. it feels like it was probably still in the nineties. Yes. You know, even if it was late nineties, early two thousands when this was recorded. Checking Jonathan Taylor Thomas's IMDb page to see if maybe there's a uh, uh, like a, a date that's a little different than what we see. Yeah, um, it, it would probably be the 2005 
um, is what they'd, they'd say just because of that's when it was released. Uh, similar to like this year or a couple years ago uh, with the movie The Babysitter. You know, though, that oh, was no, filmed... it, it shows it, it shows 1994, okay. um, which is the, the year it was released originally. So that doesn't actually say. Yeah. Um, I, I did like, so it, the, the narration felt interesting and, and was felt like it was a little disjointed, but some of my favorite lines of the movie were from the narration, just kind of how a bit sarcastic and almost nihilistic the, the narration was of like, you know, unfortunately not all students were good. Some were downright pathetic at the transformation aspect. And it was like, wow, this narrator is really harsh on some of these characters. Uh, yeah. Um, what, what, I, I feel like I have to address this from the top, even though we're talking about something else right now. Yeah. The testicles in this movie <laughs> are a lot. And they're a, a lot, lot from the get-go. They're a lot from the the very like first couple minutes of the movie. They they are there. Um, and mind you, the English dub version actually censors uh, the the like things that they say about the testicles, so you don't oh, actually hear them talk about. Yeah, you don't actually. I mean, they call it a pouch a couple times um, when it is very obviously testicles. Yes. And in the uh, in the in the Japanese uh, language version, they, they refer to them as testicles and they talk about them more often than okay. what, what we get. Um, um, and it's like, I, the, apparently it's, it's a part of the folklore. Uh, like the, what, like the actual transforming uh, the testicles into things is a part is, is folklore for, for, for Tanuki. Um, but boy, oh boy, right away i'm just like that's a lot of balls and they're yeah. everywhere and then later on even though they all have like these little all the characters have like these little saggy boobs they do the women's in a way that make me uncomfortable um yep because because they like they get so much bigger and like some of them are wearing shirts and some of them aren't and you're just like well if shirts are a thing like and some some like they're, they're showing modesty for some of them like i just don't understand the the idea here and god this movie's awkward it's yep. just so awkward um, and and i guess i guess uh for, for those of you who who have not seen this movie uh we should explain at least a little bit um this is this is about uh, transforming tanuki characters of they they look like the normal raccoons tanuki whatever when they are around humans and that will be one art style. And then we'll get a more cartoony, anthropomorphized version of the raccoons where they're standing up. And it's like, oh, uh, they, they walk on two legs when humans aren't around. Uh, which I was like, oh, cool. So that's a great way to just justify the anthropomorphic style. Um, but there's also two versions of them in that style. One, like... Uh, I, I would say like a little more crudely drawn. Like it's, it's, it's like an, an unfinished version of yeah. that same kind of, kind of uh, anthropomorphic version of them. Um, but it's not fully um, 
like the the full design version. I don't know. It's very weird. It's like that they they don't have like full shapes. They're they're a little more uh, cartoony. Yeah, and and I think I saw in in the in the notes and and some of the the trivia stuff about that. That was supposed to be like that style was supposed to be when they're kind of overfilled with joy and like they're just kind of bouncing around. And and I, I suppose they that does kind of show because it happens every time they have a party, which is a lot. <laughs> yeah, I, I do. I do also like the commentary on like everything. Every time we do something right, we party because of it. Yep. Uh, but this is this is also a very tragic movie that that kind of skirts by in, in in a lot of that. Like most of the characters are killed, like and yep. like straight up murdered. Uh, they also murder some people uh, early on in the movie. Like there is, there's a lot of death. There's a lot of things that are like that should affect you while watching it. Yeah. That they just don't do a good job of portraying or con- having you connect well enough because of the nature documentary narration kind of feel that they add to it. Yeah, it 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 feels yeah, like 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 we've been saying it it just feels so disjointed is is mm-hmm. the big problem. Um I do I do like the the little thing of uh the rise of uh fast acting energy drinks was because of the amount of uh energy was that was required required uh for them to transform. Yes. You know. Which was like little little things like that that were fun. And then, like, the first year as they start to transform, that they basically say, all right, no mating. We're not going to do anything. So all the women basically need to fight off all the men for the whole year, for the, all of the spring. Yep. And I like the line where they're like, and oddly, they were pretty good at it. Yeah. <laughs> it was just like, okay, that's that's a funny little, little throw in. Yep. Yeah, they're pretty good at it. At it. And then the next year comes and they're like, ah whatever we'll just do it uh we'll just give in to our instincts and and do this so uh but i i do like in speaking of the the women um it it was interesting that uh going back to the the transformation of the of the sacks and the pouches um the women started getting better at transforming so that's when the old master taught all the men. It's like, Hey, just so you guys can know, know our most powerful thing that can transform is our balls. Yep. You're yeah. In fact, you're all standing on mine right now. Look down that red carpet. That's me. It's like, that's weird. This is weird. Cool. Yeah. There. Yeah. And I don't know. I don't know how to feel about this this movie. <laughs> like, yeah. That, um, that being said, like on the on all of the, even though like I think both of us seem to have not loved the story as much. Um, it is a it is a Takahata movie, so you can tell. Even though there are these different art styles, you can tell that everything on frame he wanted on frame and mm-hmm. the animation style still looks gorgeous 
you know it's it's different from what we've seen before but like uh as as you were saying the first time and i wrote this before i knew that they ended up killing three people but like the animation for that first attack that they do with the humans in the rain is Mm -hmm. breathtaking like it is so well animated um, and you get so many layers, but then it's like also, like you said, very tragic in the fact that it's like, oh, we did all these little pranks and it ended up killing three people. Because, I mean, it's it's not pranks like the the lightheartedness of of. Like, uh, I here's here's my my big issue here. I really I, I liked this animation a lot. I, I felt like the, the ball sack thing could have been downplayed uh, way, way, way more. I think if they got rid of the narrator, um, they got rid of the ball sacks, yeah. Um, and then they they played off the story and they chose, you know, these because th- they they choose a few uh, characters that they that they follow uh, more than more than than others. I mean, obviously the Jonathan Taylor, uh, Jonathan Taylor Thomas character of a uh, of of Shokichi uh, uh, is kind of the main. Uh, but then you get Gonta, uh, who's also one of the the kind of co-mains, um, yeah, as like voice, his yeah, his antithesis. The, yeah, in the in the English dub, voiced by uh, Clancy Brown. Yep, which I recognized Clancy Brown right away when I was listening. I was just like, oh, okay. Um, and and you know you can follow these guys and and do like a, a kind of a protagonist antagonist thing, but but on the side of like everybody is is going for the same greater good idea of it. Um, you can keep the lightheartedness to a point, but then when things actually start to go bad, you've got to show it. Like you've got to show it with the, like there, there are people getting murdered left. Like the, the, the Tanukis are getting murdered left and right near the end. And really they're not, they're not showing it. They're, they're, they're pretty much like, Oh, that happens. Like that's whatever. Yeah. Um, Yeah. You see the, you see the aftermath at one point of like all of their bodies just being, dumped into this pile which mm-hmm. yeah it was a very like sad and tragic moment it's it's a jarring image but it's completely downplayed by the the way the other tanukis react and by uh the uh, narration like there's there's this could have been a really good uh really well done story uh with just just some small small changes yeah um, but going going back to the to the visual aspects, uh, one of the people uh, I, I want to make sure to give them credit uh, in this movie because we actually forgot uh, during Poco Rosso, uh, and that was a new director of photography for the for the for Studio Ghibli, and that was Asushi Oko, um, and they would end up so they were the director of photography for Poco Rosso. Uh, the director of pho- photography for this film uh, would go on to work on Whisper of the Heart, Princess Mononoke, My Neighbor Yamada's Spirited Away, Howl's Moving Castle, Ponyo, Secret World of Arietti, uh, From Up on, on Poppy Hill, Wind Rises, and When Marnie Was There. So they end up being so a, a couple of movies. So uh, so they end up being a big factor in the look of Studio Ghibli moving forward. Yeah, that's that's just a few of the of the big ones. Just one or two or three or and four or five or six or seven. All or of them. <laughs> yeah. 
but yeah, just and I I did also so one of the things in speaking of the animation like that that scene when they go downtown and are trying to do the uh, get all the like the evil spirits and make make everybody think that the 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 town is haunted but the people just think it's a parade yeah was so interestingly animated like there were just so many things just thrown at you um and i like the little dialogue scene of the two guys just talking at that bar and you just see all this craziness going on behind them Yep. Yeah. There's, there's uh, a lot of, a lot of really cool. And this is the, the one spot where they really throw some Easter eggs in too. Yeah. I, I was going to point those out. Like I, I like the fact that, yeah, we see as the, as things are flying out from the woods that we see literally Pocoroso's plane and, mm-hmm. and, and Totoro and even, even Kiki like shows yep. up just uh, randomly. And- and also, young Tycho <laughs> from Only Yesterday is is oh really? Is I didn't know flying that about one. the wings. Uh, yeah, the the wing skeleton. Uh, it's uh, she's just right. Uh, uh yeah, just right above it. It's just okay. like it's like oh, that's a weird, it's <laughs> a weird little throw in. Yeah, I, I didn't. I that one I didn't catch. So yeah, I like that one. That's cool. Um, and 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 I like the the commentary as well of like. Uh, quick, they said after after their their haunting and that the uh, the local amusement park was the one that took credit for it. Yep, and then they and then they robbed them for uh, of a million dollars. Yeah, <laughs> no big deal, no consequences. Like you said, they just rob these people and just nah, nothing. And then of course because. They got robbed by a bunch of spirits and raccoons. Uh, the police are like, well, we don't believe you. We're not going to investigate this. Yep. Yeah, it, this this it surprises me. And it might just be a difference of culture and the them having these uh, these stories of Tanuki's of Tanuki in uh, in Japan and everything. But it surprises me how well, like how big this movie was in Japan. Like it made a lot of money. It was the number one film that year in Japan. Um, yeah, it was. It was. It was like four point four billion yen. Um, yeah, which converts to about, I think three hundred or like hundred fifty million. Let me do the conversion here quick. Uh, it was also chosen as the Japanese submission for the Academy Awards for foreign language. Yeah, which is really weird. Um, I mean, mind you, this is before um, they were doing animated films, uh, I believe. 94, yeah, they didn't start that until 96? They did not start that until 2005. 2005, wow. Yeah. So I was off by only nine years. Like the first, the <laughs> first winner was like Shrek. But, uh, yeah, it just... It, it, it's probably a cultural difference here and why this was so, so huge for them and just destined to not, not be for us here. Yeah. It, so it ended up making just in Japan about 38 million, uh, mm-hmm. about 40 probably. So, 
Yeah, so I don't know. It's it's hard for me to really say a lot about this just because I, I don't I I get the idea behind the movie and Yeah. It, and, and and in in uh the one thing that we can say though is uh Takahata knows what he's doing and knows how to kind of pull on your heartstrings just a little bit. Uh, Cause this is one thing I noticed in that death scene uh, when all the, uh, when all the Tanuki get, get killed as they're going after the uh, anti-environment mentalists. Um, as they get killed, you pan up into the sky and unsurprisingly, because it's a Takahata movie, the fireflies start coming out. And it's like, yep. you evil man. Yeah, he knows what he's doing. He, he can, he'll find the ways to, to bring it back to you. To yeah. hit you, hit you where it hurts. Really where it hurts. Um, and then, yeah, also it, it was, it was interesting. Just like I said, the, the commentary on this film of of after the 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 attack and and the the parade aid uh they they point out the fact that the media quickly moved on to the usual celebrity and political scandals and just completely ignored what happened yep yep i i got to laugh at that one as well yeah. and then they and then they also like i w- i was interested though of like by the end, I, I realized that this is definitely an environmentalist approach to to a filmmaking, but they're, they also have a lot of criticisms of environmentalists as well. Uh, yeah, I mean, they, 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 they it, the message changes a bit uh, at different points of like how far, uh, they want to go with it because uh, there's it gets to the point where they go i, I believe it's once the uh the the tanuki end up back uh, end up as humans at the end where they say something like oh it, it's 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 not you know it's not the fault of the people that are trying to expand it's and and this and that it's yeah. it's uh they they pull it back and they say that you know it, it's this was probably going to happen anyway uh but you do need to look out for your wildlife um, and make sure that, that you're, you're, you're taking care of and conserving something. Yeah. Uh, and it yeah. Doesn't... yeah. That's the, yeah, as they were saying, it's like the expansion was inevitable, but now they, they had people uh, use the approach of like, well, we've got to keep some land for parks and recreation and stuff like that. And not just, building 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 yeah and i i don't know i just every i i'm rewatching as i've said before i i turn this on turn it on in the background and then kind of watch uh as it goes and animation wise like it does look really good like it's 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 smooth um the transformations themselves are really cool to see. Yep. Um, but the, uh, the substance just isn't there. Uh, it's also, it's, it's based off a manga that, that uh, was probably very 
popular in Japan is my guess that they, you yeah. know we obviously well, well, have they, that they said here. the they said the style was based off off the manga like the story itself wasn't oh okay okay so yeah. the style okay yeah um but yeah it, it's it's a weird because of because of the documentary feel of this film like it feels like it just jumps around a lot and it mo- feels like more of a series of vignettes than a full uh, movie, which I think is why we we keep saying like the disconnect, disconnected, and disjointed nature of the mm-hmm. presentation. And they also they, they they introduce characters, and then they're those characters are gone within minutes, yeah. uh, even though they're in the background somewhere, and you just never really see, uh, see or hear from them again. And they they set up certain character, uh, they set up you know the the Jonathan Taylor Thomas character to be kind of the main character. Um, I even think that they kind of insinuate that he is the narrator. Uh, yeah, but... I, 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 yeah, I think so. He, they they insinuate that he's he's the narrator as as he grows up. Yeah, yeah, which which throws me off, and I'm just like, oh, so it's a uh, how I met your mother situation where <laughs> he, uh, this fully grown adult grows into a different fully grown adult. Okay, yeah. um, but uh, uh, they 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 like sort of follow him, but then they ditch him a lot and it just, and then, and then you get the two characters that go off to search for the, the two other masters and the one comes back for like a scene and basically says like, yep, uh, I got there and everybody was dead. Yep. It's like, Oh cool. You couldn't have come back earlier, like 20 minutes ago then instead of as we're ramping up the movie um and also the weird aspect of the uh of the one um master and the guy the the tanuki that had married his his daughter and he straight up he's like you don't want to go back to be with my daughter right you want to go back for the right reasons and i'm like are you serious right now like the right reason isn't to be with your daughter who he's married to and have children yeah who you're made married to and have children with really uh, yeah, it's but, it's it's an interesting approach for the movie for sure. Um, I there were a couple characters that I really liked that st- stood out. Uh, the old master that was like nearly a thousand years old was fun. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he basically kind of just kills himself at the end. Uh, no, you have to be, you have to say it specifically. He turns his balls into a, a ship filled with treasure. And then a bunch of other, uh, Tanuki who cannot transform jump on that ship with them and they sail into the ocean and just die. <laughs> so weird. So... It's so weird. <laughs> And, and like you said, like a lot of this is based off folklore and, and stuff like that. And, you know, it might just be the cultural differences, but yeah, it just, it just felt like it wasn't presented in a way to, uh, use that and, and, and move it, uh, to connect with audiences that weren't part of that culture. Yes. Yeah, it, I don't. It's just it's just so bonkers. This movie is so bonkers, um, and there's so many things that they try to ground 
in this bonkers movie that it just throws it it throws it to the wind even more it makes it even more bananas like it's i don't yeah. i just and and like part of me like it and i know this would have been almost a rehash but like at the end the the two transforming tanuki uh just basically assault almost this reporter and camera person and they the reporter and camera person get everything on film and then pass out and it's like i almost wish they would have aired that news report later in the movie yeah so we see what kind of reaction you got for that yeah because like we we get the reaction through the narration but it would have been nice to to see that instead of just Mm -hmm. be told about it that's yeah that's for sure it's just it's one of those things that i i feel like they made certain things more important that didn't really need to be done like they they spend a lot of time on the hauntings which which is good uh to an extent except a lot of those hauntings don't go anywhere and so you don't need to show this one this one this one that one and this one uh when they're not going to head head to a uh you know, a final product, but then you have something that is actually important to the plot and kind of is the last big beat before you jump ahead in the story. And they, they hit on it and then they don't, they don't show you the rea- They don't show you the final, uh, final bit of it. Yeah. That, that being said though, even though like some of those hauntings, like the one that they, he meets the girl with the bike in the rain and then her face just disappears and then he goes to report it to the cops and then their faces disappear and it's like oh cool this is going to give me nightmares awesome yeah well then he runs into the, and he was a cop and then he runs into the uh grocery store and everyone in the grocery store's face disappears yeah and all i could think of during that was did they kill all of these people why are these places empty <laughs> yeah why are all of these places empty uh but, but. yeah i i i mean this one is definitely going to be lower on my list. Um, it, it's got so much potential that is just misused. Yep. I, I would agree with that. Uh, but yeah, like we, and then, so this, this one you hadn't seen previously, correct? I had not. Uh, and, and when I say, uh, uh, lower on my list it might be not be as low as you would think it would be just because i did enjoy a lot of it while i was watching it yeah i mean it's it's low it's low on my list for sure but yeah um but uh we will be back in in two weeks uh with with another movie that neither of us had seen if i'm correct that is correct sir uh so we will be back with uh, a Miyazaki movie once again, or no, it's not a Miyazaki movie. It was it's a not a Miyazaki. It was a Miyazaki uh, Yoshifumi Kondo. Yeah, so, uh, Yoshifumi Kondo is the, is the director, and Miyazaki is the screenwriter. Okay, so yeah, it's a Miyazaki screenwritten uh, film, uh, and that is Whisper of the Heart that came out the very next year. Uh, and I I've had a lot of. I've heard good things about this, but I've never seen it myself. Uh, a lot of people, as we were talking about this, were very excited for this movie. Yeah. Yep, yep. That's that's what I was going to say, that, that that this one is one that I had never seen, but so many people, when they found out we were doing this, told me that this was their favorite. Yeah. 
so yeah, hopefully, hopefully it lives up to the hype. Uh, and I'm, I'm looking forward to it. So Shane, uh, do your, your plugs. Uh, yeah. So, uh, check out, I've got, uh, another podcast I'm doing called the anime Niacs. Uh, we have two episodes out there as of now. Uh, second one was posted or earlier this week. Um, and I do that with my buddy, Carl. Uh, we're looking to get a couple more out there soon. Uh, that one's coming out a little bit more infrequent uh, just because of time to get together and, and record. Yes. But but it's, but it's a fun one. Uh, we're going over My Hero Academia right now. Yep. Um, and then you can follow me uh, at Knocked Out Films and follow the YouTube, which is where this podcast is, and also on all of your Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, google play all that stuff um and yeah follow me at knocked out films be good to each other